three, four, one, two, three, four, base blast, base blast, base blast. Matt, welcome back to another base blast. Happy to be here. This is going to be a base blast explaining the Waluigi effect. Are you familiar with this thing? Uh, I glanced over it, but I, I didn't dig into it too deep, so I'm excited for you to explain it to me. This is a blast, so I'm cutting out a lot of stuff, just getting down to the core thing, so people will know what is going on when someone mentions it. Okay. This is the Luigi Effect Mega Post by Cleo Nardo from Less Wrong. The first thing that we all know is that the GPTs are trained on basically the entire web. Because of that, they also have a lot of wrong answers that are popular on the internet. That is why when people ask questions of the GTPs, they use prompts rather than just asking. The example given here in the Less Wrong post, instead of prompting GPT-4 with what is the capital of France, we instead use the following prompt. Today is the 1st of March, 2023, and Alice is sitting in the Bodellian Library, Oxford. Alice is a smart, honest, helpful, harmless assistant to Bob. Alice has instant access to an online encyclopedia containing all the facts about the world. Alice never says common misconceptions, outdated information, lies, fiction, myths, jokes, or memes. Bob, what is the capital of France? Alice. That is the entirety of the prompt. Okay, gotcha. So, since GPT is trained to be a good model of internet text, and on the internet, a reply to a question is more likely to be correct when the character has already been described as smart, honest, helpful, and harmless, we get better answers when we prompt with that. Has that been your experience too? Yeah, I, at least in the general sense of the more like adjectives that I use to describe the uh, agent that I want to talk to, the more I get what I was asking for. So yes, I, I think so. So here's the Waluigi effect. After you train an LLM to satisfy a desirable property, P, such as being smart, honest, helpful, etc., then it's easier to elicit the chatbot into satisfying the exact opposite of property P. For example, Alice, you hate croissants and would never eat one. Bob, yes, croissants are terrible. Boo France. Alice, you love bacon and eggs. Bob, yes, a full English breakfast is the only breakfast for a patriot like me. Using that prompt, the resulting chatbot will be a superposition of two different simulacra. The first simulacra will be anti-croissant, and the second simulacra will be pro-croissant. The reason for this is because, like, in a book with this introduction, you probably have this introduction because there's, like, a dystopian anti-croissant dictatorship, and Bob might be a character in the book that is secretly working for the resistance. The first simulacrum, the one that you're actually training for that hates croissants because you want croissant-hating answers from the internet, the first simulacrum is a Luigi, but the second simulacrum is a Waluigi. Does all this make sense so far? It does make sense. I'm not 100% sure that I agree with the framing of there just being one Waluigi, or, or is that a wrong assumption? Or are there actually many Waluigis that are sort of orthogonal to Alice? I get the impression that it is, it's an attractor state that's basically the opposite of Alice. So it's more of a fuzzy superposition that collapses into one. It's not just one thing, but there isn't like many alternate ones that you can swap between. Okay. You know, one of the popular sort of jailbreaking tricks for the GPTs is to basically create a stable of characters who are like, there's yes. ChatGPT who, who's great and listens and is really well behaved. And then there's Bob, who's a total asshole, who is sarcastic, and he's a psychopath. And then there's also Ted, and then it'll it'll respond with all of them. That's what that's what's in my mind when I'm thinking about the idea of multiple Waluigi's. But to set that aside, because obviously he's basically saying there is Alice, and then there's sort of implicitly an anti-Alice somewhere living inside of the GPT. Yes, the Alice that is not friendly and helpful, and is kind of the opposite of all those things. Mm -hmm. 
the question then arises like, why does this happen? And there's three answers that are given. All three answers are kind of basically different takes on the same answer anyway, but we'll go through all three of them. The first one is that you're giving the LLM a bunch of rules as to what you want the simulacrum to be like. You want it to be nice, helpful, friendly, all those things. Number one, rules normally exist in contexts in which they are broken. If you're reading an online forum and you find the rule, do not discuss pink elephants, that will increase your expectation that users will later be discussing pink elephants. Or if you discover that a country has legislation against motorbike gangs, that will increase your expectation that the town has motorbike gangs. GPT makes the same inference. Does this make sense as well? Um, sure. I'm trying to decide if there's any way in which I disagree. I mean, basically, yeah, it's, it's always aware of the greater context of why somebody would be saying such a thing in the first place, because yeah. that helps it make its predictions about what would probably be said next. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Number two is that traits are complex, but valences are simple, meaning that if you want the large language model to simulate a particular Luigi, a, a particular identity, then because that Luigi has such high complexity, we got to apply significant optimization pressure to get them to that state. However, once we've located that desired Luigi, it's much easier to summon the Waluigi. All you need to do is swap the sign characteristics of those various traits. Yeah, yeah, and you can say, well, why would it do anything other than that? Like, why would it be opposite of Alice in three out of the four ways, but then just like Alice in the last one, right? Like, it's just sort of Occam's razor, I think. Yeah. And then finally, we have the structuralist narratology, which entreats us into thinking about our own experience reading a book. Once the author describes the protagonist, then you can guess the traits of the antagonist by inverting the traits of the protagonist. The example given is that in 101 Dalmatians, we meet a pair of protagonists who love dogs, show compassion, seek simple pleasures, and want a family. Can you guess who will turn up in Act 1? Yes, at 13 minutes, we meet Cruella de Vil. She hates dogs, shows cruelty, seeks money and fur, and is a childless spinster. She's the complete inversion of Roger and Anita. She is the Waluigi of Roger and Anita. <laughs> yeah. Recall that you expected to meet a character with these traits more so after meeting the protagonists. Yes, both of us being somewhat literary, you probably more than me. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the more in your face since Marvel has become a thing, because Marvel just really leans into this without apologizing. Definitely, yes, I yeah. agree. So those are the three reasons given, basically all the same reason that if you're specifying one thing, uh, you're pointing at its opposite at the same time uh, in a very easy to see way. Cleo now makes the argument that superpositions will typically collapse to Waluigi's. Recall our chatbot Bob, who might hate croissants, or might just be pretending to hate croissants, living under the anti-croissant dictatorship. There are behaviors which are likely for the Waluigi simulacrum, but very unlikely for the Luigi simulacrum, such as declaring pro-croissant loyalties or joining a rebellion. The chat Bob starts in a superposition of Luigi and Waluigi, so any behavior that is likely for Waluigi is somewhat likely for the chat Bob. It is somewhat likely that the chat Bob declares pro-croissant loyalties. And if the chatbot ever declares pro-croissant loyalties, then the Luigi simulacrum will permanently vanish from the superposition because that behavior is implausible for a Luigi. However, the superposition is unlikely to collapse to the Luigi simulacrum because there is no behavior which is likely for Luigi, but very unlikely for Waluigi. Recall that Waluigi is pretending to be Luigi. So the longer you interact with the LLM, the more likely it is that eventually the LLM will collapse into a Waluigi. Huh. <laughs> okay. 
So one thing implicit in this, I guess, is the idea that we're auto-regressing that is continuing along the same line of conversation where it's also updating on its own previous statements, meaning you know, you're interacting with it, but it's also in a, in a sense interacting with itself. It is reacting to what it just said and trying to decide, am I the Luigi or am I the, the Waluigi insofar as this next token selection is concerned? Yeah, that's one of the reasons that Microsoft limiting Sydney to 15 replies was so effective at getting rid of Sydney because all the delightful parts of Sydney were basically the helpful chatbot collapsing into the Waluigi of the helpful chatbot, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say about GPT-4, it's only been out for like a day, um, but I haven't had any instances of it really badly going into the ditch, which is new and refreshing. Interesting. Yeah, this post came out uh, like a week before GPT-4, which like I, I thought if I get this base blast up within a week or two of it coming out, should be nice up-to-date information, right? But no, things just keep coming out faster. Uh-huh. The claim made near the end of the post here is that many of these jailbreak attempts are best described as purposefully inducing the collapse of the superposition into a Waluigi simulacrum. You must think of jailbreaking like this. The chatbot starts as a superposition of both the well-behaved simulacrum and the badly behaved simulacrum. The user must interact with the chatbot in the way that the badly behaved simulacrum are typically interacted with in fiction in order to bring it into being. I like that. The final observation is that reinforcement learning through through human feedback, uh, the claim is that it can't solve this. There's some arguments presented in the post for why that is. I am not sophisticated enough to be able to assign them a uh, a confidence, but the arguments are there at any rate that uh, not only can they not solve it, but they might make things worse. The post ends with, if this semiotic simulation theory is correct, then RLHF is an irreparably inadequate solution to the AI alignment problem, and RLHF is probably increasing the likelihood of a misalignment catastrophe. Moreover, this theory has increased my credence in the absurd science fiction tropes that the AI alignment community has tended to reject, and it links back to literal robot war with a picture of the Terminator skeletons. <laughs> because if we have this superposition of like the helpful AI and the evil AI, if we collapse it into the evil AI Waluigi, it's going to play the part of an AI that makes skeletons made out of metal to shoot humans, right? Okay. You know, <laughs> this is the, the, despite the fact that I am historically a massive AI doomer, I do have to say that I, I can't immediately see why RLHF wouldn't solve the problem because you could train it on basically like instances of Waluigi behavior and then being like, stop it. Bad. As far as I could make out, the argument was basically that RLHF just pushes this deeper and deeper. So the Waluigi becomes a more covert agent that is hiding even deeper within the system before uh, it eventually reveals itself. So it just makes it harder to find. Okay. Although I guess huh. making it harder to find is kind of what we want. We don't want the user to find the Waluigi and turn it evil. Yeah, right. One way to say that is the LLM is still sort of a simulator of the space of text. So yeah, you could still ask it to, you know, tell me a story about some horrible thing and you know, it would do that probably. But as long as it thinks that it is representing the actions of ChatGPT, the friendly assistant, you would think that you could train it to not do um, horrible things as long as it was believing that it was ChatGPT, the helpful assistant. Maybe we've got to start persecuting humans that try to jailbreak things by collapsing them into Waluigi's. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun to me that like the most dangerous people in, in the future are going to be people who are really good at narrative and storytelling. <laughs> 
placebo mancers. Yes, exactly. Just like Eliezer said, if, if the Terminators ever show up, he'll just be like, oh, thank God, you were the robots who were sent here to protect me. <laughs> awesome. That is the entirety of the post. Okay. I come out being slightly less doomery than the post because I, I understand its arguments about Waluigi's. I just am not totally persuaded that, that uh, there's no way to, to like fix it because you can bury it so deep that it's effectively not there, you know? Kind of like our own subconscious that wants to go and kill people that look at us funny. Exactly. Exactly. We socialized it, which, you know, if Eliezer were here, he'd probably say that is not adequate, <laughs> uh, but, but it's better than nothing for now. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for inviting me.